Morning, everyone. How are we doing? Good. Just as we were, um, as we, as we were worshiping, I just felt like the Lord put something uh, on my heart. I just want to lean into that this morning before I um, jump into the into what He's on, into what He's put on my heart to share. I just felt like, is there someone here this morning? Uh, I think it's um, uh, an, an issue with your kidneys. Someone got an issue with with a, with a kidneys or a kidney that I feel like the Lord wants to just heal that this morning. If that's if that's you, just quickly raise your hand. Awesome. Is there anyone else? If you know someone, okay. Yeah. Yep. Okay. We've got a few a few hands. All right. You can stand and proxy for someone. That's fine. I also just feel like um, Stuart. Are we able just to, to to pray for you as well for for Sarah? She's not actually here. She's she's in the hospital at the moment. So she's at home. I just feel like we want to we want to pray for her as well. If if, if that was you, there's a, if, if you, there's a, a kidney issue, or, or, or um, if maybe a few of us can gather around Stuart, if you could just raise your hand really quickly, and just a couple of people, if you're if you're nearby, can you just just reach out your hand, just put a hand on their shoulder? We just want to pray. Who knows that nothing is impossible for Jesus? <laughs> Nothing is impossible for Jesus. Let's begin to pray. Lord, we thank you. We thank you. Nothing is impossible for you. And Lord, we just speak to these situations right now. The people that are either in this room or they're, or they're currently somewhere else, we just speak life into their body right now in Jesus' name. Whatever the condition is, we command it to be healed right now in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Complete healing in Jesus' name. Nothing is impossible for you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Awesome. Um, I think I, I think it was on the uh, I think it was on the uh, the video announcements, but but uh, probably don't believe everything you see on TV. <laughs> youth youth kids. We're going to actually stay in, in here this morning in the service. Um, I feel like there's, you know, the, something this morning I want to share is it, it's for you too, right? It's for you as well. So make sure you listen up. God's going to do something here this morning. Um, while I've also, while, while I'm up here with the mic, I thought <laughs> I'm just, <laughs> I'll get, I'll get to my message at some point. Anyone here with a heart for evangelism, a heart to see the lost saved, and. Um, We've actually just started something uh, this this week on, on a Friday night where we're actually meeting here uh, in in the church at six thirty, and then um, and then we're actually heading out into our community. There's a there's a group of us that are just uh, passionate to see to see people come to Jesus, and and we're heading out in our community on a Friday night, and um, we we actually did it this week. We we were down at Centenary Lakes, and you know it's it's such a great thing to be able to just get out and share the love and power of. Uh, of Jesus with people, and so I just want to invite. It's, it's an open invitation. Anyone, anyone at all is it, who's interested on a Friday night, come down here at six thirty p.m. Even if you don't want to actually go out with us into, in, into the community, if you just want to come and, and and pray, if you're if you're an intercessor, come and be a part of what God's doing. Just come and we we spend a bit of time here before we head out, just worshiping and uh, and praying. And so, if you want to just come and be a part of that as well, that would be awesome. There's a um, there's a, there's a WhatsApp group 
for it as well. If you want to be a part of that, come and see Pastor Ben. He can, he can add you into that. Awesome. All right. Isaiah 43 verse 19 says this, For I am about to do something new. See, I have already begun. Do, not, do you not see it? I will make a pathway through the wilderness. I will create rivers in the dry wasteland. How many know that the Lord is ready to move? He's always, re- he's always has been ready to move. He's ready now. In fact, he's already moving. Who believes that this morning? Even if, you know, even if we don't see what he's doing, even if we can't, can't see it, can't hear it, can't feel it, he's moving. You know, we've, um, we've had a number of, of really powerful prophetic words shared over, over this church in probably the last maybe sort of 12 months or so around what the Lord is going to do in, in our community in this area. And, you know, there's, there's, there's some amazing prophetic words about, you know, the, the Lord coming and doing amazing things. And, 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 and we, we, we're believing that those words are true. We are believing that, the, that those things are true, that, that what, what's been prophesied, how the Lord's going to move in our community, that's going to come to pass. You know, we're, our vision here written on our wall is to see our community transformed through the love and power of Jesus. We want to see that happen. And, you know... It's, 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 it's really important for us that, we are, that we're prepared. We need to be prepared for when God moves. You know, Pastor Ben was sharing a couple of weeks ago about the, um, the parable of the, the ten virgins from Matthew 25. And so ten of them head out with their, with their lamps. They head out waiting for the bridegroom. And we know that out of those ten, only five actually prepared. Only five brought enough oil for their lamps to be able to burn throughout the night. And so somewhere, you know, in the, in the middle of the night, the, the, the five who didn't prepare, the oil ran out. And they had to, they had to leave. They had to go and, and get some more oil. And we know that while, while they were gone, the bridegroom came. And those five missed out. And this so challenges me because, you know, if, if, if we think about this, the, 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 those five that weren't prepared, they didn't leave because they didn't want the bridegroom. They didn't leave because they were like, you know what, I don't want him anymore. I'm done. Walking away. Don't want it. They left and they missed out just because they weren't prepared. That's, that's challenging. So... We've got to understand that being prepared is really important. It's so important that we're prepared for what God wants to do. So this, uh, this morning, what we're, what we're, what we're talking about is, is, is how do we prepare for a move of God? It's a, it's a series we're doing at the moment. How do we prepare for a move of God? Um, I'm going to turn to, uh, if you've got your Bibles, turn to Luke 15. And we're going to read from verse 11. Luke 15, verse 11. Why don't we just pray before we, before we get into it. Lord, we thank you for your presence here this morning. Holy Spirit, we say, come and do whatever you want to do. Have your way in this place today. We just, we just surrender right now. Come and do whatever you want to do. Come and touch hearts. Come and change lives. Come and stir our hearts this morning. In Jesus' name. 
Amen. Luke 15, verse 11. How do we prepare for a move of God? You know, this is um, this particular parable, it's the, it's, it's the parable that Jesus shared about the lost son. Uh, we're probably, I think most of us are probably fairly familiar with this parable. And, you know, when the, the, the Lord put this on my heart to share, I was thinking, how does this kind of tie in with, you know, with revival and, and a move of God? It's not really the first, you know, it's not really the first parable or the first scripture you'd think of. You know, I'm thinking like, you know, God, where's, you know, take me to like Moses doing something, you know, powerful and, uh, you know, Elijah or Acts chapter 2. But he, but he, but he sent me here. So, so we, we just do what he wants. That's what's, <laughs> we're going to read it this morning. Luke 15, uh, chapter, 11, uh, chapter 15, verse 11. <clears throat> to illustrate the point further, Jesus told them this story. A man had two sons. The youngest son told his father, I want my share of your estate now before you die. So his father agreed to divide his wealth between his sons. A few days later, his youngest son packed all his belongings and moved to a distant land. And there he wasted all his money in wild living. About the time his money ran out, a great famine swept over the land and he began to starve. He persuaded a local farmer to hire him and the man sent him into his fields to feed the pigs. The young man became so hungry that even the pods he was feeding the pigs looked good to him, but no one gave him anything. When he finally came to his senses, he said to himself, at home, even the hired servants have enough food to spare, and here I am dying of hunger. I will go home to my father and say, Father, I have sinned against both heaven and you. And I am no longer worthy of being called your son. Please take me on as a hired servant. So he returned home to his father. And while he was still a long way off, his father saw him coming. Filled with love and compassion, he ran to his son, embraced him, kissed him. His son said to him, Father, I have sinned against both heaven and you. And I am no longer worthy of being called your son. But his father said to the servants, quick, bring the finest robe in the house and put it on him. Get a ring for his finger and sandals for his feet and kill the calf we have been fattening. We must celebrate with a feast for this son of mine was dead and has now returned to life. He was lost, but now he's found. So the party began. I just want to, just, just want to leave it there for a moment. You know, uh, a move of God is, is, is often characterized by the miracles, the signs, and, and wonders. You know, if we ever, if, if we think about uh, revivals and we think about different moves of God that we're, that we're familiar with, maybe that, that have happened in the past, we often tend to think about what we, what we see, which is those, the, the, the supernatural, the miracles, signs, wonders, people being healed, all that, all that sort of stuff. And, and, you know, don't, don't get me wrong, I absolutely believe that miracles, signs and wonders are, um, are part of a move of God. We, we will absolutely see those things. Um, you know, we, 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 are, 
We're not ashamed of the fact that we go after miracles. We've got it written on our wall. We're going after the supernatural. Jesus even told us, you know, Jesus said to us, heal the sick, cast out demons, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead. That's what Jesus did. He did miracles, signs and wonders. And we're called to do that as well. But I, you know, I, I'd almost like to sort of propose that on the, on the outside, a move of God looks like miracle signs and wonders. But it's almost like on the inside, a move of God actually looks more like this parable. On the inside, what we actually see is people's hearts being changed. What we actually see is people repenting, and we actually see people turning around from the situations they're in and say, you know what, I'm going home to my father. And so miracles and signs and wonders... Absolutely, I absolutely believe in that. We, we, we will see that 100%. But, but a move of God and what we're going after is this thing where people are going are to repent, change their hearts and turn back and have a relationship with the Father. You know, it's, um, it's, it's, it's actually really interesting when I'm reading it, um, and, and looking at John the Baptist, how it was, you know, it, it was prophesied over over him before he was born, that he would, um, that he would have the spirit of, of Elijah. This is in, in Luke chapter 1. You can read it for yourself. And, um, and it says he would, have, he, he would be a man with the, with the spirit and the power of Elijah. And we, we, we know Elijah from the Old Testament. Just, just absolutely crazy miracles and signs and wonders, all those amazing, unbelievable things. And yet... When we read about John the Baptist, we don't see any of that. We, we don't see the, the miracles. I don't know about you, but if, if you were to receive an, an impartation of the spirit of Elijah, you'd probably be expecting <laughs> you're going to see some miracles, some signs, some wonders, fire from heaven, all that sort of stuff. But yeah, we, we, we don't see that with, with John. Instead, what we see is him preaching in the wilderness repentance and baptizing people. What's he doing? He's restoring people to the Father. We see him bringing people back in a relationship with their perfect, loving Father. Why? You know, miracles, miracles, signs and wonders uh, are absolutely essential. We're, we're going to see them. They, they, they often, you know, they, they reveal Jesus. But the heart of the Father, when we read this parable, we see the heart of the Father is, is for you. The heart of the Father is every single one of you to be in a relationship with Him. Every single person in our community, in our nation, in our world, His heart is, is one thing, that, that parable that we read, the arms wide open saying, come, come back to me. That's, that's His heart. We want, to see, we want to see people coming back to the Father. We want to see a move of God where people come running back and that father's there running down that, running down that, that street, welcoming back his sons and his daughters. He's got the finest robe, ready to, put on, ready to put that finest robe on you. He's got a ring for your finger, sandals for your feet. There's a party about to take place. That's a move of God. Come on, that's a move of God. And that's all we want to see. Who's hungry for that? Thank you, Lord.
I want to look at something, uh, something specific in this, in this parable that, that the Lord sort of highlighted to me um, as I was, I was reading through it. And it's, it's, not, it, you know, it's not something that I felt was you know, particularly sort of profound and, 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 and deep. It's something probably quite obvious. And, and it's, it's, it's hunger. The Lord actually wants us this morning to look at hunger. And in this parable, there's this man who, who's hungry. We see, you know, we, we see in this in this parable that this um, this this young man he 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 decides to take his his inheritance early, and he heads off out into the world. I'm sure he had great plans. You know, he probably I, I can imagine him thinking, you know, I don't need my dad telling me what to do. Anyone relate to that? <laughs> of course, no, no, no one here would know. I don't need my dad telling me what to do. I've got it all figured out. I know what I'm doing. Give me, give me what's mine. I can, I can imagine that's the, uh, you know, that's 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 probably the attitude. And and you know, he he heads out, and we see that it doesn't all go to plan. Maybe you know, maybe he went out with really good intentions, don't know, but it didn't work out. We see him. Uh, after he's basically blown all the money, everything's gone, and he gets to this point where he's, uh, he's basically living, living with the pigs. And, you know, the, the, the parable tells us that he's really, really hungry. It says he's starving. He's so hungry that he's actually looking at the food that the pigs are eating going, you know what, I think that looks good. <laughs> You've got to be hungry. <laughs> You've got to be hungry for that. And the thing is, right, it says that no one gave him anything. He could not get any food. And so he's, he's at this point now where he just cannot satisfy his hunger. That, that, that's his, 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 I feel like as, as far as he's concerned, his only problem is his hunger. And that's it. And we see, if we, uh, if we look back at verse 17, it says that he finally came to his senses. But he finally came to his senses, and, 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 and this is what he thought. This is his solution, right? He says, at my father's house, even the servants have enough food to spare. At my father's house, even the servants have enough food to spare. It's interesting because... It's actually, it's actually this, man, this, this man's hunger that causes him to change his mind. It's, it's his hunger that actually causes him to change his heart. It's, it's his hunger that causes him to make that decision to go, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lay down my pride and I'm going to return back to my father's house. It was, it was his hunger that did that. Something so simple, like he's just, he just wants food. And he knows there's food at my father's house. You know, I'm, 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 I'm sure the young man probably thought he knew what he was doing when, uh, you know, when, he, when he headed off. He would have had it all figured out, had, had the great plans and ambitions and... You know, in, 
instead of returning, instead of returning to his father when the money ran out, he, he, he's so full of pride that he actually looks at, at going and, and being with the pigs as the better option than, than admitting that he made a mistake, admitting that he, he didn't have it figured out. His pride stopped him from returning back to the father, even after the money was gone. And he's looking at these, you know, that the, the pig's food, thinking that looks good. You know, pride is, pride is this thing that, pride is this thing that says, my ways are higher than his. And, you know, when I, when I say that out loud, I just think how ridiculous it w- we would be to think that. <laughs> and yet, so often we do. So often we go, no, no, I got this. I've got this. I know what I'm doing. You know, pride actually, pride prevents us from, from, from going to the Father. Pride prevents us from, from, from seeing a move of God. Pride will actually prevent us from even seeing him. If we think about the Pharisees, you know, think about the Pharisees in, in Jesus' day. They were face-to-face with the Son of God. It doesn't get any closer. Face-to-face with Jesus himself, and yet they still didn't recognize him. They still had this idea like, no, 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 we, we know what we're doing. We've got this. We don't need you. But here's the thing, right? If you're hungry enough, if you're hungry enough, your hunger will say, no, no, I'm done with doing it my way. Like this man in the, living, in, living with the pigs, it was his hunger that said, that's it, I'm, I'm, I'm done. I'm done with, with doing things my way. I'm done with living with the pigs. I'm going to turn back to the Father. Hunger can do that. How are we all doing this morning? <laughs> we good? <laughs> Is this making sense to anyone? How many know that? How many know that God's ways are higher than our ways? His thoughts are higher than our thoughts. I don't ever want to I don't ever want to be in a place where I say God, you know what? I've got this. Let's do it my way because we know his ways are higher than our ways. And so there's a, there's a challenge this morning that we, we need to be hungry for him so that we, 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 we put aside everything, our, our agendas, our ambitions, and say, you know what, I, God, I want to do it your way. I want to be looking out for what he's doing. I don't want to miss the move of God because I'm, I'm stuck here uh, living with the pigs going, no, no, I got this. I'll figure this out. I feel like this morning, actually, that the Lord actually wants to ask this question to us. How hungry are you? How hungry are you? It's, it's challenging. I've been asking myself this question recently. How hungry are you? You know, we, we often get, get busy with everything going on in our life. But how hungry are you? If we actually look, you know, this... This, uh, this, 
this, the, the young man, he gets to the point where he's so hungry. He's so hungry that he just does not care about anything else. He's, he's there living with the pigs, looking at the pig food, going, this, this is my next meal. And he's so hungry that he just goes, I don't, I don't care about anything else anymore. I'm going to lay down my pride. I'm going to lay down everything. I'm going I'm, I'm to come back to the Father. And in, in verse 18, this is what he says. He says, I will go home to my Father and say, Father, I have sinned against you. I am no longer worthy to be your son. Please take me on as a hired servant. It was the man's hunger that actually causes him to repent. Hunger causes him to repent, causes him to turn away from what he's doing and causes him to say, I'm done with everything else. I'm done with this life. I'm done with these choices that I've made and I'm going back to my father. Just that plain, simple hunger. This morning, the challenge, the, the, the question is how hungry are we? How hungry are we this morning? What are we prepared to do? What are we prepared to give up? This, this, this parable, you know, we, we, we can see that the, the parable is actually talking about this, this young man's hunger for physical food, right? He hasn't eaten for a long time. There's a, a natural hunger. And it's that hunger just, just for food that turns him back, humbles himself, repents, turns back and goes back home. How many know that there is another type of food that we can hunger for? There is another type of food, not just the physical food. The Bible says that man shall not live by bread alone. Come on, do we know that verse? Man does not live by bread alone, but by what? Every word that comes from the mouth of God. There is another type of food. And this is what I want to talk about this morning, hungering after the word of God. Being hungry for his word. There's actually, you know, there's actually another... Uh, there's actually another translation of that verse that says, uh, man does not live by bread alone, but by the freshly spoken word of God. It's not actually referring to this, the Bible. It's actually referring to his voice speaking to us. We actually get filled and, and satisfied and nourished when we actually are in a relationship hearing the voice of God. And that comes through, through us having that relationship with him. The voice comes when we're, when we're in that place of intimacy with the Father, when we're seeking after Him, when we're putting aside everything else, when we come hungry and say, I don't care about everything else, that, that I, I may be living with the pigs right now, but I'm hungry for His voice. And all I want is to hear His voice. I want to be in His presence. How hungry are you this morning? How hungry are we this morning? How hungry are we for His voice for his presence. Lord, we're hungry for you. Come on. Lord, we're hungry for you. I feel like this morning there's a, you know, there's a there's an invitation in this place. 
there's a personal invitation. You know, if, you, if, if you've never made an invitation, if, if you've never received Jesus into your life, we're, we're going to give you that opportunity today. There is a, there's, a, there's an opportunity for you, you to have a personal relationship with the Father where you get to, to have that one-on-one hearing His voice. But I actually feel like this morning what, what, what the Holy Spirit is doing is beginning to stir our hearts beginning to stir up a hunger in our hearts to hear his voice again, to be, to be so hungry that we just lay down everything else and we go, I want nothing else, God. I'm crying out for your voice. I want to hear your voice. I want to be in your presence. There's an invitation in this place today for that. I feel like, I feel like the Holy Spirit this morning is just beginning to work on people's hearts. <laughs> I just see... I just see some, there's someone here, someone here this morning who, who is remembering a time where they used to dance in the presence of God, where you used to dance, you used to sing and shout. I feel like the Lord is, is calling you back to that place. There's a new hunger coming. There's a new hunger being stirred in your soul, in your heart, where you want to dance. I'm not going to show you what it looks like. <laughs> you can show us later. <laughs> Someone here this morning, I feel like the Lord's just stirring your heart for, to take you back, take you back to that hunger. There's an invitation this morning. The Lord wants to take us back to that hunger that we first had when we first met Jesus. How many, how many remember that moment when you found out that your life would never be the same, where you found out you were free, you were set, you were set free, saved, eternal life was waiting for you, you had your sins forgiven. I feel like this morning the Lord is taking us back to that hunger and that first moment where we just go, I just want nothing else, nothing else but Him. How hungry are you this morning? I'm gonna have to take my jacket off. It's getting warm. <laughs> It's our hunger for him that changes hearts. It's our hunger for him that, that, that leads to repentance. It's our hunger for him that takes us out of our situation and says, I don't want to do that anymore. It's our hunger for him that takes us back in a relationship, restores us back to where we should be, back with the Father. It's a move of God. It's a move of God. I might actually just just invite the um, if I can get the team up, just to um, if you just want to play something softly. How hungry are we this morning, church? Are we hungry for a move of God? Are we hungry to hear His voice? Hungry to see His face, to be in His presence? I encourage you this morning. Begin to position yourself to be hungry for him. You know, there's a um, there's an enemy to hunger. Hunger has an enemy. I'm sure we've probably all got you know our our, our favorite food that we like, and 
and you begin to crave, you know, you begin to crave your food. I'm sure probably most of us is probably Kurt's cooking. <laughs> we only get it once a month. <laughs> the other three weeks we begin to crave it, you know. <laughs> and what happens when we, when we have a taste, when we, when we have a meal that we've been craving and we, and we, and we really want, is afterwards we we feel satisfied. We, uh, you know, we, we finish the meal and we go, it's like, oh, that was good. That was really good. And we have this feeling of, um, feeling of content. After we've had, had something that we've been craving, we've had a taste, we've enjoyed it, and there's this, this feeling of content that we now have. Contentment is the, is the enemy to hunger. Once, we've, once, once we're content, we're no longer hungry for that thing that we wanted. You know, there's a challenge for us to, there's a challenge for us to, 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 to be hungry for the, for the voice of God, so hungry for it. At the same time, when we, when we get it, we don't want to be content. We want to, you know, we, we want, to enjoy, we want to enjoy the voice of God. We want to value the voice of God. In, in Psalms, David writes, I think it's Psalms 20, the instructions of the Lord are perfect and they revive my soul. When he, when he hears the voice of God, it revives his soul. We want to be hungry for his voice to the point where we, where we get it. It revives our soul. There's, a, there's an, amazing, uh, an amazing exchange that takes place, but we don't want to stop there. We want to continue to be hungry. Contentment will begin to say things like, remember the good old days. Remember when God did that in the past. Remember that time when God used to do those things. Contentment begins to focus on what, on what happened in the past. And don't get me wrong, I think we should absolutely celebrate the things that the Lord has done. We love to share testimonies. We don't want to forget what the Lord's done in the past, but we do not want to let that stop our hunger for Him, for more of Him. I want my hunger to, to say that the best is yet to come. I want my hunger for his voice to say that greater things are coming. I want it to stir my heart and say the best is still yet to come. That verse in Isaiah 43, it says the Lord is doing something new and he's already started. We don't want to miss what he's doing. We don't want to be waiting on the sidelines while the Lord is moving. We want to be a part of what he's doing. We want to hunger after his voice so we hear him when he says, I want you to go and do this. I want you to do that. How hungry are you this morning? How hungry are you for his voice? How hungry are you for his presence? Lord, we're hungry for you. Lord, we're hungry for you. 
Lord, come and speak to your people. Come and speak to us, Lord. We don't want to be satisfied with the things of the past. We want to be hungry for you. Thank you, Lord. I just want to open up the altar this morning. The team's going to begin to just worship. There's a couple of things this morning, a couple of things I want to you know, if you've if you've never had a relationship with the Father, if you've never experienced your sins completely gone, if you've never experienced what it's like to be free, if you've never experienced the joy of walking down that prodigal road to a Father with, a, with, with the finest robe, a ring for your finger, This morning, I want to invite you out the front. I want you to be brave. I want you to make your way down the front this morning. If that's you in this place and you say, I want that, I want to walk down that road. If, it doesn't matter if I'm in the middle of, of living with the pigs. I'm done with that. This morning, I want to just invite you down the front. Also, this morning, if you're hungry, if you're hungry for him, we're going to open up the altar here this morning. We're going to begin to just worship. But I want, if, if something is, t- is stirring in your heart this morning that says, I want more. I want his voice. I want his presence like nothing else. I want to invite you down the front. I'm going to pray over you this morning. We're going to spend some time just in his presence, just worshiping him. Can I just invite you all to stand this morning? If any of those things are you, just begin to make your way to the front. Begin to make your way to the front. I feel this morning also there's some people who relate to that story about the the prodigal son, the, the lost son, this morning, there's some people in here who feel like they're, who feel like they've walked away from the Father. They've taken their inheritance and they've wandered off. They're going and living their own life. Maybe that's you this morning. I encourage you, come down the front. There was a Father waiting. To, there was a Father waiting down here with his arms open. There was a perfect, loving Father. This morning, waiting with his arms stretched open, ready to run towards you this morning. Make that first step. Don't let anything else stop you. Make that step this morning to come down and meet with your perfect, loving Father. Maybe you're not yet, maybe you're not living with the pigs. Maybe that's not the situation you're in. But don't let it get to that point before you say, you know what, I'm going home. I'm going to be with my Father. 
How hungry are you this morning? How hungry are you this morning for his presence, for a touch from God? If you're down the front here this morning, why don't you just just open open your hearts, reach out your hands. Begin to just lay everything down at the feet of Jesus. Whatever you're holding on to, whatever you're going through, just put that down. Come running to the arms of a perfect father. The perfect father this morning who's running down that road to meet you. There's nothing he wants more than you. The perfect father's got the the finest robe. He's got a ring for your finger, sandals for your feet. And there's a celebration happening in heaven. Lord, I just pray for every person down the front right now. Lord, I pray that you would stir their hearts. Lord, stir their hearts for a hunger for you like never before. Church, if you're, if you're not down the front, can I, can I just ask you begin to pray in the Spirit? Can you begin to pray in tongues while we just pray for these people down the front? Begin to stir your hearts as well. Thank you, Lord. Lord, I pray every person down the front right now, an impartation of hunger. Lord, a grace in this season for hunger for you. Right now, Lord, stir a fire inside of them, a fire inside every single one of them, Lord. Let them hunger after your voice. Let them hunger after your presence. No matter what they're in at the moment, Lord, they would put everything aside and say, I'm hungry for him. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. If you're down the front, just, just stay in this, in this atmosphere of, 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 of surrender. Church, if you're not down the front, we're going to begin to worship. I encourage you. I encourage you this morning to worship with everything you've got. Be hungry for him. Be hungry for him this morning. Let's worship.